happened with that scene. Uh, I, I really fell in love with the movie. Uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Um, that scene is so relatable to so many kids, especially me. Uh, I had a bike, you know, that I, I learned how to ride when I was about six years old. And if you're lucky, you have someone teach you how to ride it. And uh, my stepfather helped me ride that bike and the, and the training wheels. And uh, I took care of that bike. For so long, uh, it was a Columbia bike, and I really, I can relate to just, you know, when you're a kid, that bike is everything to you, because it's like, it's your freedom, you get to go around the block, you get to explore, um, it's just non-stop exercise, um, not that you really look at it from that way as a kid, but uh, it's just... Uh, that scene, the whole the whole plot line of him losing his bike and having to get it back, so simple, was such a trend-setting idea. It really changed the paradigm of what a movie could be as far as um, motivation. Something so simple as that. Um, and not to say there haven't been simple motivations in movies or anything, but it's just something so... Uh, uh, childish, <laughs> but something, uh, you know, presented in a way that it's just—it's uh, just—it's such a driving force for the main character. Um, so this is this is my Pee Wee, uh, Pee Wee uh, Paul Rubens episode. Uh, kind of looking back uh, on uh, Paul Rubens' career, and you know, Pee Wee, you know, Pee Wee's Big Adventure changed, you know. My whole uh, life as a kid helped develop my personality a little bit more, my sense of humor, especially, I would say. And uh, just um, that scene, there's so many great scenes. I mean, the scene where, uh, you know, um, in, the, in the dinosaur museum and that big guy's after him, it's pretty hilarious. And all the little <laughs> fake up moves he does and... Uh, uh, the, the, the scene where he's, uh, he finally gets the bike back and he's going across Warner Brothers lot through a Godzilla movie. Um, there's just so many great over the top moments. Uh, and it's like nothing is wasted in this movie. Like nothing, like all the gags pretty much work. Um, and even the ones that aren't, that don't really work, uh, they're still they they're still bizarre and they're still worth having you know in the movie like the the scene where he's taping his his face with you know in in front of the mirror and it's just so bizarre but it works in some dumb way and uh, <laughs> uh probably one of my favorite scenes is uh uh when he's uh he he you know he makes the movie you know and he's, he's <laughs> This guy that is playing uh, Pee Wee Herman, like the Bond version of Pee Wee Herman, uh, James Brolin or whatever, and which is hilarious enough. And but he plays the bellman. Pee Wee plays the bellman, and and the Brolin's like, you, "Do you have anything for me?" And the bell, and he goes into the mic. He goes, 
know nothing right now, Mr. Herman. And it was so good. <laughs> I mean, just rolling. Rolling with laughter the whole movie. Um, the whole thing in the diner with the lead up into, uh, with an lead up, lead up to uh, Large Marge. Um, it was great. Suspenseful. And I gotta say, you know, the movie is great too because because of Tim Burton. I mean, he really sells you on that movie visually. Um, they're visual sight gags as well as uh, Paul's input, you know, raw character. And Paul Rubens, his character, it's amazing. Like he was saying that uh, it was pretty much the bow tie that um, started and you know him just monkeying around with the voice that really set the tone it's something so simple not too complex that made made him uh, bring that character out i mean he nailed this character i mean he knew him inside and out and uh i was watching some clips on youtube um uh one of those cheech and chong and I didn't, I never saw, or maybe I did, but I don't remember Paul Rubens uh, in it. And he's playing Pee Wee, but like kind of a sadistic, more adult version of Pee Wee. <laughs> and it still works great. And uh, he's like kind of like uh, getting him in trouble on stage and everything. And uh, it's so funny. And who, for, I mean, again, I used to do the Pee Wee dance. You know, where they played uh, tequila and he's in the bar. I used to do that all the time as a kid because it cracked me up so much. You know, um, it, no, that was a magical movie. It, and it still is. It still is. And it, whenever I watch it, it just brings tears of joy and laughter, you know. Um, but the bike, uh, the bikes, the whole thing with it. And all the scenes, the nightmare scenes of the cloth grabbing it and, and dropping it into a, a vat. And uh, it's just, <laughs> it's how much he loved his bike. It was incredible. And, and the design of the bike was incredible. It was amazing with the lion face and the tassels, the multicolored tassel there on the handlebars and the fins. It's just, it's unbelievable. Um, I mean, it hit it out of the park on so many levels. Um, and Big Top Pee Wee. Uh, Big Top Pee Wee was good too in its own way. It's unfortunate it didn't have to, you know, you didn't get to, it didn't get to use the music from the first one or anything. But um, that's definitely one I want to watch again. And, and, and the more recent Netflix Pee Wee Herman. Uh, uh, movie that came out is worth going back and watching again um, again but nothing of course nothing can stand the first one it's just incredible and then Pee-wee's Playhouse I used to watch Saturday mornings and it fit right in there with the cartoons you know with the real Ghostbusters and Transformers all that kind of stuff and it really it was uh definitely of its time and uh you know it's hard to get more 80s than peewee herman and <laughs> peewee's big adventure and all that it's just uh uh it's, it's sad it's sad that he's gone he's gone still too too young 
still. And uh, it's uh, it's sad that he was dealing with with that for so long. I didn't tell anybody, and I got you know. I guess I got respect that respect that that that's the way he wanted to do it. Um, but man, he's gonna be missed. Um, definitely. Um, let me look up. Uh, there's some good stuff on here. As soon as my uh, internet connection gets back up, but um, yeah, he'll be he'll be missed for a while. I mean, he was such a big part of pop culture, uh, comedy, uh, the '80s, all of that. But uh, you, you'll find there's a whole bunch of um, his clips and stuff that he did. Um, and cameos in other movies, like he was in um, uh, Buffy's, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the, the, the movie. It's one of the vampires. And um, what else? He was in, uh, of course, Batman Returns, you know, another, another Tim Burton movie, just a little cameo as the Penguin's dad. But it was neat because it showed you that he could do um, serious, uh, serious movies. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. You got Pee-wee's Big Holiday. That was the last one that came out probably what, probably about four years ago now already. Jeez. Um, yeah, Pee-wee's Playhouse, the Christmas special. I don't know if I saw the Christmas special. Uh, let's see what else. So, you know, oh yeah, I can go into some trivia here. Of, um, of course, on the show, um, Phil Hartman would show up as Pirate Pete or, or one of those characters. He was definitely a pirate character and it says here on IMDb Trivia. Paul Rubin said that he, Phil Hartman and Michael uh, Verhall had never written a screen, screenplay prior to this film. Yeah, there's a bunch of really cool YouTube footage of him talking about this. They purchased a book by Sid Field on how to write screenplays and did exactly what the book said. As a result, this movie is sometimes used in screenwriting classes because it fits the screenwriting paradigm perfectly. Like I was saying, there's no wasted... There's really no wasted... Um, scenes or dialogue uh the film is 90 minutes long and the script is 90 pages long yeah uh so that's about like an hour and a half the first act ends at page 30 30 minute mark the second act ends at page 66 60 minute mark etc that's beautiful that's really that's hilarious um uh, let's see here during the entire time Large Marge tells her story, she never blinks. That's pretty good. That builds the suspense. <laughs> I mean, where did where did he get this stuff? A fee, you know, this old lady truck driver, and then she just turns into this cartoon character, and it was so over the top, but it works because you could do a joke like that, and it's cartoony, but eh, it falls flat. So you have to do something like that just right. 
and especially with Tim Burton's sensibilities and his animation style, uh, it really uh, it really gets you. It really sets sets it up for a whole story, and um, it's just uh, it tells you you know how good the actress was and and Tim Burton and, and all that. Jan Hooks from SNL improvised the dialogue for her scenes as the Alamo tour guide. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. She improvised a dialogue. Yeah, she was very talented. She's missed. Um, <laughs> There's no basement in the Alamo. Because <laughs> that's where he went to, you know, he, I think from a, yeah, that's right. It was a fortune teller that told him to go to the Alamo. That that's where the bike was, you know. Um, let's see here. Uh, Tim Burton and Paul Rubens asked Danny Elfman, which is fantastic. I mean, again, great score. That was a big, this is the perfect triangle of create, creativity, awesomeness. Tim Burton, Paul Rubens, Danny Elfman. Uh, as composer, because Rubens was a big fan of Oingo Boingo. Uh, so was I at the time when I was a kid. Oingo, the old Oingo Boingo. Uh, uh, of which Elfman was a lead singer and songwriter. And, term, and Burton agreed after attending some concerts. Elfman was originally apprehensive. Having no formal music training and declined the offer, but his manager told him to tell Burton that himself. Elfman gave Burton a ring, but at the last moment, he changed his mind and decided to accept the job. He was assisted by Boingo guitarist Steve Bartek, an orchestrator. Elfman later said that, that hearing his music performed by an orchestra for the first time was one of the most thrilling experiences in his life. Yeah, I can see that. It's a big deal. It gives it a lot more depth and authority when you hear something you've done uh, orchestrated. Um, approximately 10 to 12 bicycles were built, were built for the movie by the Pedal Pusher Bike Shop in Newport Beach, California. Wow, 10 to 12. I bet those, those range for a bit. A shop that specialized in vintage and classic bicycles and parts. They were offered $10,000 and no screen credit or screen credit only. Gosh, you'd think they would have given them something as far as the credit goes. Uh, the shop the shop chose the money. <laughs> the bike shop had an autograph 8x10 glossy of Paul Rubens that said to Mike at Pedal Pusher. Ugh! From Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, that's really cool. That would have been cool if they gave him a credit. I don't think... Well, it's the big deal, you know. That, that bike was a big part of the movie, you know. Um, yeah, there's a lot of really funny stuff. Um, yeah, okay, I was wrong about Pirate Pete. Uh, Phil Hartman, reporter interviewing Francis at the drive-in, is Captain Carl from Pee-wee's TV shows. Yeah, so... So many little characters on the TV show, like you had the the genie that would, used to say "Mecca like a high, Mecca heiny ho," and you had the talking couch. And the thing about that is that 
you know, they only did so many of those shows. <laughs> so the reruns, they showed so many reruns of Pee Wee's uh, Playhouse. And I, I, I don't think they did a lot of seasons of it. Although I was reading in here that Pee Wee was going, or Paul Rubens was, he went back from, from uh, California to New York once a week for a year until they moved uh, the show to, California, to Los Angeles permanently. Could you imagine getting on a plane every week? Now, okay, you're making awesome money, but you got to get on a plane. That's a that's a huge. That's like a twelve hour flight. I mean, I remember. I mean, I threw my back out going from Michigan to California, pretty much because I didn't get up and stretch the whole flight. <laughs> and so I gotta, uh, you know. I slipped disc partly because of that. Um, but that's crazy. Uh, let's see what else here. Um, it says, Tim Burton is the thug who accosts Pee Wee just before he enters the fortune teller studio. I don't know if I knew that. I'd have to watch. I'm, I'm definitely due for another watch of this movie, which I will very soon. Um, Let me look up Paul Rubens. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, if you go to IMD and look up Paul Rubens, you can see. They have a nice little uh, montage of some of the stuff that he's done. Uh, let's see here. Paul Rubens was born Paul Rubenfeld on August 27th, 1952 in Peekskill, New York, uh, to Judy Rosen, and a, te a teacher, and Milton Rubenfeld, a car salesman who had flown from the Air Force's for the air forces of the U.S., U.K., and Israel, becoming one of the later country's pioneering pilots, Paul grew up in Sarasota, Florida, where his parents owned a sh owned a lamp store. During winters, the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus called Sarasota home, and young Paul counted such big top families uh, as Walendas and and the Zacchini's, the Zacchini's. That's that's one of the things he said uh, in his interviews is that he was big into the circus, and that's why we get Big Top Pee Wee for the sequel. I'm sure. Um, I think he was in the circus here. Um, that's incredible, though. His dad was flew for all those for the U.S. and the U.K. He's a pilot, like. That's 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 pretty amazing. Um, you, <laughs> and then <laughs> his son turns to be a bit turns out to be a big comedic actor, like this. So funny. Um, Joan Rivers uh, was his favorite mentor slash best friend. That's awesome. She's great. Former member of the comedy troupe The Groundlings. The Groundlings. So there's just a lot of 
great comedy greats that come from the groundlings and uh, improv troops. Um, yeah, it makes me want to, you know, try to to do some improv here. Um, let's see here. Quotes. Uh, I try to be responsible in teaching kids things I thought were good lessons. All in the context of, it's okay to be wild and have a good time. And it goes into some of the, uh, in the controversial stuff. Um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's like, you know, he, he was definitely not perfect. You know, but I think he, he, his, you know, the joy he brought everybody far outweighed, you know, any of his sins, really. And, you know, no one got hurt, you know, and, uh, yeah, he was, charges were dropped on all that stuff, you know. Um, let me see more. He was awarded a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame at 6562. Hollywood Boulevard in Hollywood, California, July 20th, 1988. Good for him. Uh, let's see. He was French, the late Robin Williams. Let's see what else. Uh, let's see here. Oh, yeah. Da, 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 da. Let's see. He had talked himself uh, into moving production of Pee Wee's Playhouse from New York City, New York to Los Angeles, California for the, for the show's second season. Uh, had been a better move for him such due to the uncomfortable hot weather uh, along with the inadequate shooting conditions of working in the New York City which combined with Rubens traveling from his Cal from his California house um, yeah so some of his stand-up comedy is is pretty dang funny too uh, there's, there's some stuff that, that probably hasn't really aged well because, you know, some stuff comes off a little racist. Uh, but uh, most of it, it's, it's just funny stuff. Uh, you got Rodney Dangerfield, I think, that introduced him uh, in one of those uh, stand-up shows. Um, but, man, still gone too soon for sure. Uh, he is going to be missed. And I, I, I was saying when this happened, like, you know, the world's a little less funny now because he's not in it. And, uh, yeah, definitely, I think we need to lighten up a bit as a culture these days and uh, just have some fun again. I don't know if we're ever going to get back to that, but... I'm going to make more of an effort to do that. 
trying to be a little bit more funny, a little less serious. Um, and uh, maybe get back into stand-up comedy again. I don't know. Uh, get into a improv. You know, it, it is inspirational, some of the work he did. I'm looking at, there's the real, he was in Blues Brothers too. Not two, but like, I mean like the first one. Um, uh, the superhero one with the, with the bowlers, uh, it was in the nineties mystery men. Yeah. He was in mystery men. He's funny in that. And they're showing him in, uh, and some TV, uh, oh, is it, uh, Reno nine one one. Yeah. The Nightmare Before Christmas. He was one of the he had one of the voices in that movie, of course. Man, man, legendary. This stinks. I hate it. I hate that he's gone. You know, he was such a pop culture icon, and uh, just funny guy, and he made a lot of people laugh. Um, definitely unique. You know, standed, stood out. And, um, yeah, I'll be checking out Big Top Pee Wee for sure. <laughs> for sure. Rest in peace, Paul. It's sad. You helped, you helped everybody laugh and you, uh, you entertained a generation for sure. And, uh, oh, also, he was the voice of Max in Flight of the Navigator. That's right. That's another big movie when I watched when I was a kid. That's pretty incredible. He was Max the 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 ship in Flight of the Navigator. That's incredible. That's overdue for a watch. So there you go. Uh, I wanted to keep this. Uh, peewee-centric this episode. Uh, I recorded a uh, earlier version live of this, but it didn't go through for whatever reason. Something to do with this mic cut out. So I, But I, I'm glad I, I got to kind of refine it a little bit more, do it all over again. But, um, um, yeah. Paul Rubens. Uh, may he rest in peace. And, uh, yeah, he'll his legacy will will live, will live on, and uh, I'm gonna watch that movie soon, and probably watch it every year. Um, I don't I don't make monkeys, I just trade them. <laughs> yeah, I know you are, but what am I? I know you are. What what am I? Infinity. <laughs> but the bike stuff, oh the bike stuff, oh so good. So there you go, everybody. The second episode of uh, of August with uh, uh, an homage uh, discussion about Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens. See you next month. And may you all may you all have long days, pleasant nights. Talk to you very soon. <laughs>